Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Oh my goodness, guys, it is happening again. It's time for another episode of Pin the Champ. Uh, tonight we got song. We hello, have... hello, <laughs> and uh, we have uh, myself, uh, Jeremiah, uh, and our special guest today is a returning Sawyer. Sawyer is back to to yeah. for us today. Well, Not only returning, that. returning a champion because this time Kyle lost the loser leaves town match. <laughs> he had to go to Texas, so he's starting out back down south again. Uh-huh. He's <laughs> I'm territory. back on top, baby. Wait, I'm a bit confused. I'm a bit confused as to why he's <laughs> returning. The last episode I listened to, Sawyer was on it. Exactly. Yeah, so that's something I was actually pointing out before we hit the record button today. It was it's kind of funny because it's like uh, we don't record live or anything. And so I, I know for a fact it was like, okay, Sawyer's going to be doing other things. And then like the next three episodes, Sawyer's still on it. And then he's our special <laughs> guest today. There's more Sawyer on here than like anybody else. It's like when Chris Farley died, but he, and you're like, he's gone. We'll never see him again. And then he yeah, still right. shows up in like six more movies. You're like, like Tupac, you're still making records. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Still, yeah. I'm hanging out with Chris Farley and Tupac, baby. We're all alive. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's, uh, Kyle's out of town. He's picking out his dusty roads boots right now. And he's, uh, <laughs> Hard times. Hard times, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so today's episode, we're going to be reviewing the uh, Monday Night Raw episode that took place way, way back on March 1st of 1993. Uh, so as we always say, if you'd like a refresher, uh, feel free to go check out the episode on WWE Network or however you illegally download your content. You, you owe us money if you listen to it, but don't watch. Like if we give you the play by play, you need to at least donate to pin the champ. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our information will be at the end of the episode. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, I do want to mention to our listeners that we, we really appreciate, uh, each and everybody, every person who's listening. Uh, we want to let you know that you can find us on the following podcast apps. Uh, we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Podbean, and YouTube. And yes, I feel very proud of that. Yeah. And when you guys do listen to us on these platforms, please like subscribe. Exactly. We have so little listeners that we will have time to actually review exactly who you are. So it better be positive. No, I'm just kidding. We, we thank get you. Get at us in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, man. So Sawyer, since, you, since, uh, since you've uh, not recorded with us for a little while, what you been up to, man? How's things been? I've rediscovered these ancient social gatherings called bars. I think they are. Uh, yeah, no, it's amazing. They s- serve this. I think it's alcohol, alcohol, al- alcohol. So you left like the that. podcast to become an alcoholic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I picked right at the end of COVID to be like, well, now I'll become an alcoholic. 
but it's been nice. It's crazy because you forget like specials are even a thing for like a minute too. <laughs> They're like, it's like you're losing money, man. This is insane. But uh, it's been nice. I have not actually, I've not been much of a beer drinker the last few years, just in terms of like adulthood indigestion. Pick one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like nice to just go out there and have like porch beers. And um, and I've been working a new job. I've met quite the number of wrestling fans at work too. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, shout out to Avery if you're listening, Avery, buddy. Um, uh, but uh, you're still hyping this up. Hi, Avery. yeah, your new coworker. I have. I'm gonna tell y'all, and feel free to use this promotion if it applies to your workplace as well. I've taken my luchador mask and I put it at the corner, and I was prepared for a VP maybe at some point to tell me to take it down, but no one said otherwise. So it's mm-hmm. been a week or two and my VP seen it. He hasn't commented on it, but he's seen it. And I'm like, I think we're in the clear, <laughs> but I've had a lot of people. One guy asked if it's my alter ego. And I was like, yeah, I go out on blue fuego by night. I need, you to start, I need you to start wearing it at work. And I need <laughs> you to also buy the tights that go with it and wear that. Oh boy. <laughs> That's- I think I need to get it tailored. My big head has a little bit of trouble in that thing though i'm I not mean, gonna lie it's wrestlers 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 on the <laughs> right. circuit they do it themselves man you gotta get a true legal, true you gotta get any i mean until you get to the wwe you're not gonna have enough money to yeah you know well to, i uh i did not do well in tailoring in theater class so i don't know how <laughs> it's never it's never too late to learn man we, yeah we'll, we'll give it another we'll give it another try but uh but yeah it's been good my buddy and my buddy avery because we got talking wrestling like real briefly on it is i had to ask him his favorite dude is because he always got to know he said he he's like i hate to say it but it's true he loves roman and Heyman right now he says that that team up and i was like dude no it's there's always a michael jordan and there's nothing wrong with liking the michael jordan of the show you know like (laughs) roman's finally getting to that spot where it's gonna be the, the only next logical step is going to be, be to bring uh, the rock back. Uh, yeah. For that main. They're event. already kind of yeah. setting up for that. Did you see he was talking about either rock or Cena, like on social media? Yeah. He was saying <laughs> they shouldn't even try to come back. Yeah. There's been so a lot of buzz. They're planting the seed right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. Cena's got a movie to promote too. That's a, true. The yep. big DC thing. So it's like uh, we'll probably see him a lot, at least during that. If I know WWE and I know DC, well, he has <laughs> that, and he's currently in the. Uh, he he's also new in the uh, Fast and Furious franchise now. Oh, that's, that's right. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, he's playing Vin Diesel's brother. They look nothing alike. It's crazy. <laughs> I didn't even know that much about it. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, they gotta have him in the Rock throw down, right? I think Vin Diesel needs to come to the WWE and do a guest spot at this point. Yeah. <sighs> around it i mean dude he could compete i bet he'd be good he, i know he's getting old now but dang hey. <laughs> hey if some of these guys can do it he could definitely do I it. i bet he could for well, listen sure. sawyer we appreciate you flying our banner out there at your yeah. new job and and just yeah, in brother. uh what's been going on with you this week song anything well another, um another week in paradise what's up another week in paradise but been watching some of the uh, current product. Watch uh, SmackDown last night. They actually had a Hell in the Cell match with a the title on the line with Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. What confused me a bit because that was supposed to be at the pay per view Hell in the Cell. So mm-hmm. I they didn't explain why it was put on SmackDown last night, but mm-hmm. it was entertaining. And as going back to Roman, I think as a performer right now there isn't a wrestler in any company that can touch him because yeah. Mike skill improve his in-ring skill improve 
he's like the one guy that, um, you know, they actually turned him heel. When Cena was going through his thing, I wonder what it would have been like if the company would have actually let him go heel at that point. Right, if we would have yeah. got the same thing as what we're seeing with Roman now. Yeah, I don't know, man, but it's really working. He's hitting on all cylinders. And it's crazy really you say is. that because I've uh, seen a lot of stuff online about this, uh, this Hell in a Cell match being moved to Friday. I have not seen it yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching other wrestling that I needed to catch up on late last night, mm-hmm. so I didn't watch SmackDown yet. But, uh, but yeah, I did hear something about uh, a report or something. Uh, I would love to be able to give my source here, but it, I, I just, I'm not looking at it right now. I did hear some kind of rumbling about USA Network being really mad uh, that Fox got a, like a Hell in a Cell on their yeah. network. And they're not getting one on like Raw's USA, you know, yeah. something to that effect. So I'll be interested to actually read a little bit more into it and get a better understanding. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a lot. But I, but I, I mean, it makes you wonder, like, what are they saving for for tomorrow? Right. Because today right. uh, this is uh, June 19th. It's June 19th today that we're recording this and uh, Helen sells tomorrow. Right. So, yeah. Yep. So yeah, exactly. So we'll be watching that tomorrow to see how that how that happens. But it, it begs to to question, what do they have planned that's going to take that chunk of time that 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 Hell in a Cell match was going to originally be? What's is it going to further the whole USO storyline as it relates to their brother? What's the new wrinkle they're putting into it? You know, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. I guess so. Yeah. What yep. culture doesn't mince words on it? They say U.S. Network pissed at WWE over SmackDown <laughs> Hell in a Cell. <laughs> you gotta love what culture. Oh don't man, think what it culture is. is awesome. Love what culture. <laughs> so uh, the twelfth was was my birthday, and so because of that, I'm actually sipping on some really delicious whiskey today that uh, that was provided by Song. It was it was gifted to me by my buddy Song mm-hmm. here from a local uh, distillery three crosses and it is super delicious so i say that uh to say shout I, out to three cross in yeah Powhatan, absolutely Virginia. Some, some free uh advertisement we should uh next time we're there hit us up with some whiskey <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> any but whiskey it, that's sold after this you can't assume it's because we didn't advertise <laughs> but, uh, you you guys probably already know um how i spent the 11th uh, the night before my, my birthday uh uh, the week before, actually, I should say, we had a, a bat in the house. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, a bat in the house on Monday led to us getting shots for our cats on Friday, which led to the vet saying, why aren't you getting shots for yourself? Because rabies will kill the hell out of you. And there's no, like, no solving it. Like, if you get it, you're, you're, you're pretty much fucked. It's like you're, it, she starts explaining. It's like turning into a zombie. I've never, you know, I guess I'm just <laughs> completely ignorant. Yeah. But, uh, she's like, aren't you worried about vampirism? Well, yeah, right. Yeah. She's like, are you worried? You're like, you won't be allowed in people's house unless they invite you yeah. in. Yeah, uh, invite into the house. But uh, I was like, I, I'll just be pissed because I won't be able to eat garlic anymore. I love that shit. Um, yeah. Fucking. But anyway, they scare the shit out of us. So we go to Swift Creek ER, which is super fast. Another shout out to, to the hospital at Swift Creek. Because, uh, you know, we, we were going to a different ER and they were like, no, this place is packed. They were like, go to Swift Creek. They got us in and out of there. But so I spent the 11th uh, getting. Um, uh, like four needles poked in me. Pui got like four needles poked in her, Ooh, like ouch. immunoglobin and and all that. And then we had to go back like three additional times. We have to we had to go back yesterday, and then we have to go back again this coming Friday. It's just been like insane. 
and just just because maybe we got bit by it. Maybe we came in contact. We don't even know for sure. And you have no bat powers yet? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. (laughs) I'm not I don't even feel smarter. I don't even feel smart. Yeah. No blood (laughs) loss. That's how it works. You get bit and you turn into like a spider man. None of the cool shit. Just a bunch of a very expensive bill. Yeah. So in that way, I feel that's like not, Bruce, so in that way, I feel like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> because they're billing me like um. He got the wrong bat powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was fucking hilarious to spend my birthday like that. But uh, but anyway, what's awesome is is that three cross is what I'll be uh, toasting to today. And today I wanted to toast to uh, at first say Happy Father's Day song. Thank you. Father's Day to you too. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, uh, and and I want to say Happy Father's Day to uh, any of our listeners who are fathers and our own fathers, all of our own fathers here on the show. Kyle's dad too. Uh, Happy Father's Day to everyone. And we also Rob Bartlett, my father. Yeah, Rob (laughs) Bartlett, your dad. And we also want to take a a moment to recognize that today is uh, June nineteenth. It's Juneteenth, and. uh, uh, just want to say happy Juneteenth to everyone. Uh, so, uh, toast. It's officially a uh, federal holiday yeah, now. Yeah, to it um, being a mm-hmm. federal holiday. This is, this is the right way. We're, we're, you know, for all the things we get wrong, here's something that we're getting right. Right. So, just want to raise a glass to that and say cheers. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. Cheers from Pennsylvania. Cheers, brother. All right. So. Should we go ahead at that at this point and get into the next episode of Raw? Should we hop in those time machines and start yeah. discussing the episode then? Sure. Jump into the DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, we've done good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're hopping right back in our DeLorean and we're going back to March 1st, 1993. Uh, this Raw starts off a little bit differently. We usually get like, uh, you know, uh, the announced team, but this time we we see like a the the camera panning in on the the ring. Uh, it starts off with the music of the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. My guy, my guy, your guy, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so at this point, we realize uh, we're getting a world title match, which is an awesome way to start off Monday Night Raw, and it's going to be Brett the Hitman Hart versus Fatu of the Head Shrinkers with Afa. Um, so, I mean, as far as this match goes, to me, you can always count on a Bret Hart match to deliver. You know, I mean, like compared to some of the stuff they're doing in NXT now, it's still a little, you know, felt a little slow. But I always enjoy watching my dude Bret, you know. Yeah, it was a competitive match, more competitive than I think it had any right to be. Yeah. Taking the world champion against a tag team specialist. Specialist, right. Um, but, you know, this is a, was this the first, is this the first time we get that twin magic in wrestling? Where they swap out one per, person I'm for pretty, the other. I'm pretty sure that if we look back through the history of wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably been done before. It's probably a, a, a really old trope, um, and it's yeah. been done. But it might be the first time on Raw. Yeah, I would definitely. Think, say, oh, definitely Raw. I think yeah. It was definitely the first time on Raw since we've been watching, and maybe even the first time in a long time in the WWE. Um, you know, during this match, I think Brett he had an uphill battle against Fatu. Afa and even eventually Fatu. Uh, yeah, it was a, about a three on one at one right. point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, about halfway through, Samu comes down. Uh, he gets involved. Uh, uh, another thing that was cool about it is, is you know, it's always kind of cool to see a little red. Brett gets busted open. Oh, adds, yeah. Adds a little drama to the match. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, he came out with color for with those already. listening at home. <laughs> yeah. I, We've come full you learned circle. Something awesome. Yeah, I was. Uh, you'll be proud when I was watching it. I was like, oh, he's got a little he's bit of color. color. And I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he came out. His nose was already bruised. I wonder what happened there. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was kind of odd placement because I did think it was a very strong match, but it was very odd. I thought that they jumped right into it, no introduction, and then it still had as much back and forth as it did. Like, didn't it seem odd for the very first match of, like, a Raw? Maybe it's just I haven't watched in a minute, but... It's probably because the last episode we watched, the main event ran out of time. Yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah, there's been a couple of episodes that we've... uh, The last couple episodes we've reviewed have have had some weirdness to it. Okay. Um, And I think maybe this this is Vince saying, hey, we need to kick off this show with some action, some stuff right right out of the gate to catch people's eyes so they don't tune out within the first 15 minutes. Okay. I was going to say, it seemed like he sandwiched the two big headliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, very, very cool. Uh, but it was great. I thought it was a great back and forth and everything. Uh, you give Brett that nice superhero moment where he, like he said, he takes down all three and just a couple of kicks and mm-hmm. then fucking takes it, man. No, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a great opener at least. I will say that. Let me ask you guys, uh, when you saw like, I think it was Fatu, did Fatu perform a pile driver on Brett or was it the other way around? But did it look like, because we don't see pile drivers so much anymore in wrestling, mm-hmm. did, did it almost shock you guys when you saw it? Because it did for me. I was like, whoa, he just, he like, yeah, uh, it, it was driver. shocking to me to see it because it's been it's illegal now in the Federation. And <laughs> yeah. um, before, it just takes me back to like the pile driver used to be a pretty common move, not even used to finish people, it was just part of people's movesets. And it was yeah. spot two on Brett, and it didn't get the three. So. Yeah. See, this shows where my knowledge stems from or my familiarity. I didn't even know pile drivers were gone. And now that yeah. you mentioned it, I was like, oh, I haven't seen one in a while. But right. I think to me where I'm like, oh, well, I'm used to seeing these. So that's why it's it's on par. But that's interesting to know. Yeah, they don't let them happen so much. And it just, uh, I think uh, during the 90s, there were just, uh, there was some some different matches where. The yeah, ball- it was Steve Austin was yeah. probably the most famous. Straw, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, most famously when, when unfortunately uh a great wrestler like owen hart it just goes to show you as great as owen hart is you know everybody speaks speaks great stuff about what a great and ring worker he was but even him he can mess up and and it it happened in such a a high profile way that it affected steve austin the rest of his career so i think that's a big reason that the pile driver went away you see that happen from time to time in the in the wwe a move will go wrong uh one too many times and you won't see that move anymore for a while yeah i mean it's that part of the that's like at the end of the day it is still like a show from a safety point so it's like if it's gonna hurt people more than not you gotta do yeah. the, <laughs> the regular pile driver is so much more dangerous to perform than what's yeah. the, you know the tombstone pile driver right, you have yeah. full control with the tombstone pile driver yeah you're where, in their middle yeah yeah and then their neck is between your legs so they're not even hitting the mat for one it's so much safer to do um, this uh, another thing about this match that I uh, that really was cool to kind of in a nostalgic way was getting to see the head shrinkers again for me and to see you know now with like Roman Reigns and, and this generation they're all related and it just goes back to what a, a integral part the Samoan dynasty was and is to the WWE uh, f- they all got all of their stuff in they got their bites their heel stuff their their chokes the flying head butts 
the the tide turned in this match when Brett hit Fatu with a superplex. He goes for the sharpshooter, but Alpha distracts the ref long enough for the head shrinkage to do the old switcheroo, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get that that whole thing where they're so su- such similar looking wrestlers, they switch yeah. right in, and the ref, uh, you know, supposedly never even knows the switch happens. <laughs> That's the funny thing is, like, it doesn't work with these two, like at all. Yeah. Like, even I no. think even uh, I think even Elvis uh, at one point calls it out. Uh, <laughs> he's just like he's clearly a different guy. You can hear him ruining the bit, and it also just like oh, driving Vince nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like he's not wrong at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> another cool thing was when samu got his neck caught in the rope kind of a la uh mick foley that whole thing uh where he, he gets caught during the end of the match and i thought that was a really cool moment as well and mm. at that moment that allowed brett enough time to roll the other dude uh up samu and get the win with a sharpshooter right so no he rolled two up with the sharpshooter right not Samu. Yeah, Fatu, because, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, because the match was Fatu versus Samu. But it would have been cool if he had rolled up the wrong guy and got the win. After That'd they, been awesome. After they tried they to screw him that. over. Yeah. They should have done that. They should have gone that route. That's why we yeah. should write for the WWF. Of course. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get mean, hired one day. I mean, why not? What, what you know? <laughs> and let's not forget for a moment here that Fatu is Rikishi, right? Yes. Yeah, I was looking up kind of who's who because you know me. I was like, this early in the game, it's never the same person, yeah, he's, you know. He's the father of the uh, Uso, right? He's the father yeah. of the Uso. I, yeah. I'm so. pretty sure. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm a bad wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm bad with family dynamics anyway. <laughs> it's well. It's there, it's well, a hard family tree to keep track of. All you need to know is like they're all related to the Rock. <laughs> Dude, I know. One even thing. when you see the tree, it makes no sense. They, yeah, uh, Wikipedia yeah. has the, the the Samoan family tree up, and I looked yeah. through it and I couldn't make heads or tails of how that, they're related. Do you think it's a a, a shoot tree or a kayfabe tree? Uh, or do you think it's part pretty, shoot, part kayfabe? Yeah, a little it's, column uh, A, a little column B. Yeah, column A, column B. You know, <laughs> uh, cool. hell, if I were somebody's brother-in-law's cousin's whatever roommate, I'd be like, yeah, I'm related to the Rock. Like, let me into <laughs> if you wanted to wrestle. And speaking, you wanted to wrestle. You know, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's great. That's no, fine. Speaking of the family tree thing, of course, we we go back to Bartlett, Elvis Bartlett. This episode, uh, your dad. Uh, oh my so, god. Uh, distracting to say the least this episode and we'll probably talk about him more than more than once throughout this episode here and uh but what is but, your yeah. dad doing man what well i've got a whole doing? roster of bartlett bits from the episode well, i may not have gotten all of them but i got them unlocked <laughs> well i do want to point out that i feel like that vince was very much into this I feel oh like, yeah you know like there's been some episodes where vince seemed fed up right Vince, I feel like, gave him something. This is where you see the common ground between the two of them. Vince gave him something to do. And because this is the kind of comedian Bartlett is, I actually thought there was like, they should have had Bartlett show up as a, a, a really bad impersonator every episode. And I think <laughs> it would have been the perfect shtick for him. <laughs> well, I think they probably picked Elvis for this one because they were hyping Mania in Vegas. So like here, yeah. Oh, there's a very then, poorly executed segue yeah. because yeah. Bartlett's oh, yeah. thing. Because yeah. <laughs> he asked him where he's or like, yeah. what, like yeah. what place do you call home? Yeah, and he's all in a trailer park now, <laughs> and it's so. And Vince is like, well, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I believe. And like Macho Man has to come in and like tie it back around to Vegas so they can be like, oh, and we got God. WrestleMania in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> 
Uh, I was like, gold. <laughs> and that's a good segue into the WrestleMania report that we got where me and Gene, he ran down uh, the current lot of, of, uh, of matches. Uh, he rattled off Beefcake and Barber versus Money Inc. was already set. Uh, Taker versus Gonzalez. Tatanka versus Michaels. The Narcissist Luger versus Mr. Perfect. And, of course, the main event, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna. At this time, things got really weird for a second when, when Mean Gene hits up Macho Man to ask if Joey Botafuco <laughs> made his uh, colorful outfit. Uh, at this point, Macho says that if Amy Fisher met him first, none of this would have ever happened, which is really kind of jacked up, if you know, like, the whole story. Can either, can either of you guys explain to me what that bit was about? Uh, that went over my head. I didn't get the reference to Butterfico and Amy Fisher and all that with Macho Man at all. Well, I'm not really sure exactly how deep it goes, but, you know, of course, Joey Buttafuoco's um, right. wife got shot by Amy Fisher, who was a, a minor at the time, who was having an affair with Joey Buttafuoco. Yeah. Well, that oh, was the funny thing. Now was, I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is another episode where there's yeah. so many very specifically dated things. If you had to guess, like, when it took place, you could probably get yeah. a ballpark because you got Fat Elvis abducted by alien jokes, Macho and then you've got Joey Buttafuoco. Right. I just love that Gene delivers this bizarre zinger and it was almost like gene came up with it and he's like vince i have a joke i'd like to tell in this episode if you don't mind. <laughs> like, you have my blessing yeah and macho man being like i don't really feel like this is a solid burn but i like you gene so you make me laugh <laughs> like, <laughs> either or now he's gonna go beat him up in the back yeah it was it was a very <laughs> strange but weirdly beautiful moment <laughs> another little weird segment where we go to Kona Crush all the way in Hawaii. Uh, Crush says it's miserable in Hawaii, 75 degrees, and he absolutely looked miserable too. It looked like super windy there. Yeah. Uh, shaka bra. Uh, shaka bra. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vince asked uh, Crush to predict his match, Crush versus Doink at WrestleMania, which I think is a weird thing to do anyway. Like, what's he going to do? He's like, I think Doink might get me. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But of course, you know, this is just a setup crush. Uh, do you think it was a gimmicked coconut or do you think it was a legit? <laughs> I was wondering. It's that. a gimmicked coconut. It's a gimmicked coconut. Okay. The yeah. way it held together afterward just did not seem like, He's... like I, I'm not going to rule out that maybe he couldn't crush a coconut, but the way it broke and then still kind of held together. It's like, this doesn't yeah, no, it's the real coconut. <laughs> I mean, we were talking like earlier, Jeremiah, how bad his finisher is. Oh, you know, God, yeah. So that had to But you get a classic uh, zinger from quote-unquote Elvis. Uh, Got to be a better way to make a pina colada. <laughs> if there's anybody out there who's hearing this, uh, Song does want to issue you a challenge that, that if you can indeed crush a coconut with your hands. I don't know if Kona Crush is actually – this is bad. You have the internet pulled up in front of you right now, right? It's not like I don't either. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, I uh, uh, also feel bad. Crush is still with us, right? <laughs> Oh, I. If Crush is still with us, we can just. I'm literally googling right now. Challenge directly with Crush. Crush W Live. You have to ask these questions. Yeah, exactly, because it's you know like the the fact. Oh shit! Looked like he passed away in 2007. Yeah, man. You were speaking ill of the dead song. How do you feel now? (laughs) No, just kidding. I mean, not something I haven't done before. Right. I know. (laughs) What crushed a coconut with your hands? No, speak ill of the dead. I think oh. just because you're dead don't make you off limit to criticism. 
That's it's right. funny. I didn't realize his name was Brian it's, Adams. It's, when I was- especially, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to get confused too. I was like, did he, is he the same guy that sang uh, like everything I did? Well, and the recent photo they have of him kind of makes him look like the singer. So part of me is like, wait a second. <laughs> they, had the, they had the same awesome bullet. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. But anyway. Yeah, he was I, only I, 43 when he died. Wow. I'm not ruling it out. That's really young. <laughs> yeah. But the issue's still out there, though, man. If any of you guys can crush a coconut with your bare hands, I want you to prove song wrong. Otherwise, yeah, po- post it on our Twitter, post it on our Facebook, videotape it. Post don't it. try to gimmick it either. Yeah, we yeah, can post, tell us post on Instagram coconut. and tag us, tag Pin the Champ. Yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> or all three of us should try to crush a coconut and post it. <laughs> okay, I'm down. I'll do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll give it a shot. It's going to be, gonna it's have gonna be really out. boring. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be really. Bo- it's going to be us just like with our veins. <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not too confident how that's gonna turn out yet let me I'll, I'll i'll do a popeye move i'll uh eat some spinach and we'll see how it turns out i'm not gonna do a live video because i just don't know how it'll turn out but I'm. yeah <laughs> so next we get doink versus coco beware uh Doink has a present with him when he comes down. He's, uh, you know, walking down to the aisle. He's teasing, giving it to fans. But, of course, he never does because he's a he's a mean clown. And that's his gimmick. Right, right. I also love no one's fallen for that. They're like, I there's definitely something unpleasant in that press. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is this a predecessor to Dick in the Box? Yeah, oh, maybe. no. <laughs> but there's a lot of women that are like, nope, get that thing away from me. I don't know what I you have in that. <laughs> this is a pretty quick match. Doink one with us. Yeah. Called the Stump Puller. Uh, that was a funny looking submission hole. Yeah. I don't. It was. Well, he like put his arms behind him so that the torque from the leg being pulled up kind of would probably strain his back. It yeah. looked like it would feel good until it hurt. Yeah. Like something a chiropractor would do. Yeah. You know, Coco Beware was in a a tag team called High Energy at one point, but during this match, he definitely did not seem very high energy. (laughs) He did not he did not seem like the Coco Beware of old. When I remember like when he was coming down to the ring, he he wasn't even like clapping like he usually does. Or flapping his wings or nothing. There was no energy at all from him. He was like, Do you think he he knew it was kind of bullshit? Well, he (laughs) found out it was being jobbed to a clown. And then this is where Kai will tell us that uh, Matt Bourne's a shitty person. So I'll just jump in and say it here. I was going to say, there may be some emotional baggage (laughs) where if I were Coco, they'd be yep, and I'm being wasted again. Like, (laughs) right, right. And at this point, uh, the weird Bartlett turns into weird, gross Bartlett when uh, he interviews Doink the Clown. And, oh, uh, no subtlety. I love there is zero subtlety nope. in like what they're building up. Like it's not even like they had Bartlett quietly go over there and be standing there when he shows up. He's like, time for me to pretty much go over here now. Yeah, he's like, I'm I'll hungry. be going here now. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> Anyone have any milk? Yeah. I wonder what this clown who I have to meet. Although I will say Bartlett does seem to be a ride or die doink fan. I think he's the only person I've ever met that seems like they're ride or die doink. <laughs> yeah, he's always got questions about him. He's always he's always got He's loved him since day one, literally. <laughs> Was he the one that pointed him out up in the rafters? Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause he got it wrong, but Vince didn't know well enough to correct him, but he knew Bartlett was wrong. <laughs> uh next up we get another interview segment, right? Uh it's conducted by Vince McMahon himself. Money Inc. is back out. By the way, they're carrying over their shoulders the best version of the tag team titles that ever existed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Those are the coolest looking titles. I need to bring those back. They really are. How about the whole have... case, though? <laughs> the, oh, the uh, the IRS case. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. With Hogan's I mean, face on it. Oh yeah. yeah, that was awesome too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down with that. They could put that on the money in the bank this year. I was invested too because he brought up my boy Beefcake and he was going after it. And I, I literally was. It's like, you leave Beefcake alone. He's been through enough. <laughs> yeah, so DiBiase runs through saying he's read about James Robinson in the paper, former chief executive of American Express. And he said that they only want to give him like 750 grand a year salary and like $1.1 million severance package. DiBiase says that this is a slap in the face. He also talks about the $3 million no-compete check being chump change. And that's when he switches gears and he starts cutting a promo on Hogan and your boy Beefcake. Uh, he says Hogan's been making movies and commercials in Hollywood for so long and they soft now, and, uh, which I agree. <laughs> and IRS says he, uh, he gave Beefcake a wake-up call with his briefcase because he's a compassionate man. He, yeah. uh, he then shows the beef case off, as he calls it, with uh, Hogan's picture on it, like you said, sorry. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, DiBiase asks the crowd if they should put the titles on the line, and the crowd goes wild. They say, yeah. So at this point, DiBiase confirms that the titles are going to be on the line at WrestleMania 9. So yeah, there's that segment. And uh, what we know now is one hell of a debacle at WrestleMania 9. But yeah. Don't spoil anything. We still have to watch it. <laughs> Try not to, man. But it involves, it, it, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking to me because it involves my guy. Anyway. Well, have you guys watched any uh, current NXT? Uh, Million Dollar Man is coming oh, back I on the show. It. Yes. It's, what, what, what they're doing with Cameron Grimes and uh, Eli yes. Drake. Or, I'm, not, uh, yet. not Eli Drake. Uh, LA, Knight. LA Knight, LA yeah. Knight. I think it's been pretty cool. And they brought back one of the best looking title ever, yes. the uh, million dollar belt. Yeah, <laughs> nice. so have Absolutely. you seen it yet? I have not. I've not. So it's gone. That it's belt the... is back on TV Just now, man. It's check awesome. out some recent. Check out some recent NXT. Like the most recent NXT takeover has the. Uh, that's all you need to do is watch the most recent NXT takeover. Watch that yeah. match because it'll the latter match. Watch yeah. okay. watch before it because you know they're going to break down the whole feud right. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and so I love a, I love a ladder match. You can always right, dude. I think match. having Dibiase uh, as a manager for Cameron Grimes is genius. I oh think really? It will work. That's, oh. I hope that's where they're going with that. Because Cameron Grimes, he's kind of growing on me now. He's uh, his whole uh, get rich off a of GameStop gimmick uh, to the moon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I oh, love yeah. that whole angle as well. It has been fun to watch, actually. I, do I wish they would do that with more vets too. Is like make them yeah. have these managerial yeah. roles, and then because then you could have them take a bump every now and then if they want to. But then Ooh, like he you took don't a have bump. to. Oh, he yeah. took a hell of a bump. He took the bump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He took a respect. He took a respectable bump. Nice. Nice. You should check it out. So you, you'll like it. I, you, you, it's got everything I want to hear. So I'm down. <laughs> so we sold you on wrestling. Yes. I, awesome. it, was, it took me a minute. but I'm hearing it. <laughs> After that, we get the, the first uh, squash match of the night. Well, not, not really, because the Coco match was a squash match. But we get the first we get the first actual jobber jobber. Uh, match. Uh, it's Lex Luger versus PJ Walker. Uh, PJ Walker. This was a very short match that felt very long. Luger won with a pinky pin after the bionic elbow. They, car uh, they cut to Bartlett at one point, who's is whipped cream filled uh, and, and still doing the Elvis gimmick. Uh, at this point, uh, they, they teleconference the greatest manager of all time, Bobby Heenan, on. 
and Heenan accuses Rob Bartlett of being George Steinbrenner. Uh, he puts a lady on saying she's Priscilla Presley on uh, th- to confirm that Bartlett is indeed not Elvis Presley. At this point, Luger rolls Walker out of the ring and looks into the camera saying PJ Walker has the face of a beagle. <laughs> He's a small, frail, ectomorph frame with pale skin, and it makes him sick. Uh, so this is like the, the predecessor to actually L.A. Knight's incel comments. Like he's, yeah. you, know, you know how uh, L.A. Knight's always calling people incels i think it's funny. yeah 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 Jeez. well one uh pj walker um becomes uh just incredible later in ecw That's so awesome, he actually yeah. went on to have a pretty good uh run in ecw he was the world champion for five months so it's awesome it's know, a solid it's name funny to, yeah just, just incredible. incredible i love it yeah. i love when the when the pun works when it's not yeah. like too hor- like corny but you're like yeah. and he formed a really uh fun tag team in the uh old ecw days with um lance storm yeah this is stuff that i need to look up because this this, this is the time that i was away yeah um, yeah man I, that's what i've been loving going back looking at these old uh, raw shows and seeing like people mm-hmm. that i know in different companies who you know he's a uh, enhanced talent here but he actually went on and made something of yeah. himself, so that's pretty cool yeah so when i saw him he's like holy shit that's just incredible with hair <laughs> yeah, this is actually the same as uh as the next um uh jobbers match. There's some there's some jobbers in there that actually went on to fame as well. Uh yeah, yeah, we, get Ste- on that. we get Steiner Brothers versus Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy, and you know Dwayne Gill, of course, Gilbert. Right. But it's not fair to call the Steiner brothers jobbers though. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I'm not calling <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I stand by that fact. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, I'm gonna get my no nah, fucking Rick Steiner will come to my house. He's crazy as shit. <laughs> but yeah, no, Dwayne Gill is Gilbert, right? So and yeah. then of course Barry Hardy, um he, he was like the second iteration of the executioners. He was executioner. Oh wow, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. That's Yep, and uh, this ended up being our main event because it was the last match of the night. Uh, we get Steiner Brothers versus Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. The crowd, of course, is as usual really hyped for the Steiner Brothers. Paint by number, Steiner Brothers. Yeah. A lot of it's it's hard for me to get hyped with the Steiner Brother. We talked about this before. Their mm-hmm. entrance music is just garbage, man. Yeah, that yeah. music does so suck. Bad. And in the WWE, they were very, very, very baby face. Yeah. There was, they had no depth to them too much, right? No, none at all. Yeah. They, they were uh, vanilla. Yeah. yeah. But their vanilla. talent was out of, the wor- out of this world. I mean, they, you know, as far as their talent in the ring, they mm-hmm. had it all. Um, like Dwayne Gill got some air off of uh, that Rick Steiner back body drop, like mid-match. Uh, Scott Steiner hits the Frankensteiner on the future Gilbert for the win. Um, oh. Frankensteiner is cool, though. I mean, especially like he's just doing it. He whipped him off the rope, hopped up and did it. Uh, that was really cool. The for, a big guy to pull, yeah, for a big guy to pull off that move is insane. Yeah, Frankensteiner has always been a great move. Also, Barry Hardy is from Richmond, Virginia. I did not know that until I saw Oh, nice. Up. Yep. So, Barry, if you're out there, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Come on the show. I feel in- like I feel like both of them have come up a number of times too throughout the show. Like I think we've had like a surprising amount of coverage. At least Dwayne Gill, I know we've definitely talked about yeah. from time to time. <laughs> definitely. But I think Barry Hardy, according to Wikipedia, is now in Daytona Beach. If anybody wants to go hit him up down there. <laughs> I don't mind going to Daytona right now. Someone's got the cash. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. I can go wherever I want. Right. Even, yeah. even Florida. 
Even Florida. <laughs> Even Florida. Uh, but yeah, so um, after this match, after the main event, we go back to the announce team before the show closes. Uh, Vince, honestly, like I was saying before, he seems so tickled uh, by Rob Bartlett as Sticky Elvis. At this point, Vince announces that next week it's going to be Money Incorporated versus El Matador, Tito Santana, and uh, ex DiBiase bodyguard Virgil. And also, it's going to be Mr. Perfect versus the model Rick Martel, which that match has the potential to really steal the show because both of those yeah. guys are awesome, awesome talents, right? Oh, yeah. Great. No, I was excited about that next lineup. Not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, there's some, there's some great matches. Yeah. Guys, what was your highlight of the night? What would you say? It had to be the first match. It was a, uh, a match that uh, fully told the story, had its uh, beginning, middle, and end. Had some heelish antics with the uh, head shrinker and the hero prevail. So that's my highlight. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I think the only thing where it fell short was the fact that it was really truly the first one out of the gate. Right. Because I think it was so strong. And where I think about where we left off, you had a lot of true headlining Bret Hart matches. I mean, mm-hmm. he's clearly been the, the, the mainstay, you know, regardless. But it was just... Also surprising because at least they, I think they would have a maybe second to last or wherever it would fall in there. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot of good stuff. I think everything after it also just felt so rushed. Like it just mm-hmm. didn't feel like there was enough things that really breathed or had moments. It's a good amount of the hour with that first match. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably why they put it first. They didn't want that match to run out of time at all. Yeah, and it's true because I think it would have sold it short. But it was just like, you know, you should have at least like, a second match that's going to be just as strong or, or if not kind of the warm up for it or somewhere fallen. Um, I mean, again, I think maybe you could have just done more with Coco beware and doink and it might've been better too. Like yeah, yeah, less of a squash match there. You know, yeah. Coco yeah. can do so much, but I can't disagree with you song. I mean, you've got to call that Bret Hart versus Fatu the highlight uh, for me. I'd say specifically the highlight of that match because, you know, I've watched countless, countless, you know, Bret Hart matches over right. time. I would say it was was seeing the head shrinkers uh, do their thing and and heal it up. I think that was really cool to get to go back and see them in a nostalgic uh, capacity. Um, so I think that would be uh, my favorite part of that show. No, ditto. I'd say but, the runner up is the Elvis bit, really. Oddly enough, when Bartlett's your second best thing, I don't know what to I, tell I, you. I gotta disagree there. I don't know. I think. It feels like that was his punishment for like not listening to McMahon. Now he does, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like Elvis. But, really, but I think it's to him, it's still a win. Like he doesn't even realize he's in trouble. <laughs> he doesn't. It's like the kid that has fun in detention still, where you're like, you're not supposed to be enjoying this. <laughs> right. But I didn't really think about it until you guys both mentioned it. But literally, like looking at the page, like our show outline, this is a, a Monday Night Raw that seems like it should have been flipped. You know? Yeah. Like, like it should have been those two right. robber matches first leading up to well, the world title match. But, you know, at least. But, but WWE is uh, known for having bad manage- time management skills. <laughs> so I know they've been in trouble with a lot of network because they have the tendency to run over before. Yeah. Maybe here they try to keep it within their hours that they were given. I think you probably even cut it. You could have maybe cut it down to two whole matches, you know, and like run those a little, like have those really go into it. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe stretch some of the other ones a bit longer out. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a went bad back episode. But, no, it wasn't. And, but and you know hindsight 2020 they probably went back and be like you know what we did have time to put this on last yeah so. all weird because you could have wrapped up those other ones at any time but exactly enough well while i was doing a little bit of research um 
for the episode. You know, when you're when you're looking up anything on the internet these days, there's going to be ads and things that pop right up there for you. And I funny know, enough, I get so many OnlyFans ads. It's insane. <laughs> I don't know what it is on my computer. <laughs> just, you're just pushing your your brand. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How much are you making off of that monthly, anyway? Spend <laughs> some money. Uh, not enough to go to Daytona. <laughs> You're in the negative. Yeah, yeah I'm paying people to watch paying me people now. To watch you do it. Well, so, something something you can at least enjoy for free, some, so you don't have to worry about spending any money here, um, is the ESPY Awards actually is a major focus on the WWE this year, and I was very surprised. I honestly thought it might be maybe even just like one or two categories, but there's about eight different match moments that they want you to oh, kind of pick wow. as your favorite here. So That's I thought awesome. it may be cool if we kind of uh, picked our favorites amongst these. Um, so you want to run through them for us? Yeah, so we got eight matches here total. And there's there's two categories for each, two options really here. So you got your first one. You got Dominic Mysterio makes his in-ring debut at SummerSlam with his father, Rey Mysterio, in his corner. And, of course, there's Roman Reigns returns to SmackDown and aligns with Paul Heyman. Uh, Jeremiah, you're the host, man. What's your, what's your first pick of those two? I mean, both are really cool moments and everything. But especially in light of like how the story, how I know the story is at this moment, how it's turning out now is I feel like the, the Mysterio kind of angle is kind of getting stale to me. Like I want, I actually kind of want Dominic to turn on his dad. <laughs> oh yeah. I think, I think that would be freaking awesome. If, if they did some kind of great angle like that, I think you should definitely turn on him. Uh, so I got to go with how, with Roman because at this moment Roman's like hitting on all cylinders and and that is largely in part to his heel turn in alignment with Paul Heyman has set up pretty much the best thing that's going on you know in the WWE right now which is Roman and Heyman together and that whole storyline so I'll go with that so uh, Dominic his first pay-per-view match his first wrestling match was against Seth freaking Rollins. I mean, imagine that. That's just like baptism by fire right there. Not much, you know. He didn't get to fight Gobbert at all. He went straight to like one of their top guys. So that's pretty cool. But saying all that, anything involving Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns right now, how do you pick against that? So yeah, it's uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Paul Heyman for me too. What's I'm going to round that up. What's that? Let's say you. What say you? Yeah. I'm going to round that out for the same thing because this one, I'm not going to lie, is still kind of a Sophie's choice because you hate to vote against uh, uh, Rey Mysterio and his son. And I think there is a nice, beautiful story. But for the same reason you said where that's kind of running stale, Roman Reigns turned it around. And I think then it's going to be that, beautiful when, when Rey smacks, uh, or I'm sorry, when Dom smacks Rey in the back of the head with something. That's going to be yeah. the most beautiful thing. Hell yeah. I'd be all about that. But yeah, the Roman Reigns yeah. thing, Paul Heyman, again, shout out to my boy Avery at work. Like it's, it's going so strong and it's a nice win for both of them. Like it, there, there's a very, it's a copacetic like relationship there. So, but uh, cool. All right. Number two, we got, Paul McAfee, uh, ret- did I say that right? Is it McAfee? McAfee. Mac- Pat, Pat McAfee. Oh, wow. Pat McAfee. Pat. Oh, did I say Paul? Man, I'm, yeah. <laughs> that, it's hit me now. Don't All worry. Right. I just uh, went through puberty while <laughs> I said McAfee. <laughs> yeah. All right. But it's when he confronts and punts Adam Cole. Uh-huh. 
or Goldberg returns to challenge Drew McIntyre for WWE Championship? I have a feeling I know what everyone's pick might be, but I'm, I'm willing to, to, to hear. We'll start with you on this one, Song. What you got? Well, we all know my feeling about Goldberg coming back. So I'll go with, uh, you can't, you need antivirus protection. So I'm going to go with McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> but no, saying all that, all jokes aside, though, Pat McAfee is an announcer for SmackDown right now. Yeah. Pat McAfee was a punter in the NFL. Pat McAfee worked his ass off in that program with the Undisputed Era. Yeah, and he, he worked his ass off. He, he elevated the talent that he was in there with. He was hanging with some like really, really good wrestlers and he held his own. It was it was a great war game. That's probably one of the best war game I've seen in, in a while. So with that said, it's Pat McAfee. Oh. What you got, Jeremiah? So I do want to say uh, that if I recall correctly, and I could be just getting so old that I'm senile, but if I recall, the outcome of the Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg thing was that Drew retained Mm -hmm. and defeated Goldberg. So I do want to say that for the first time, the right thing happened. Drew Drew got the rub here off of Goldberg. Goldberg didn't come back and defeat the Fiend, but... I still feel the same way as you, Song. I nothing with the Goldberg with Goldberg coming back in it is really gonna captivate me while everything you said was absolutely spot on about McAfee coming back. I can't I might as well not say anything else because that's exactly how I feel. Was he did great in the, in that match. It, that's the better moment. But I do wanna say that it was awesome that Drew got a win over Goldberg. Agree. For me, you could have put anything in that category against Goldberg and Drew McIntyre, and I would have picked it. And you know me. I love Drew. I love you Drew. You do love Drew. He got me Drew. my first Royal Rumble pick dude. win. So Drew he's in a special dude. place in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is an awesome, talented, giant wrestler of a human being. <laughs> mm. But I'm just – I got – I didn't – the first time it wasn't all that exciting, and the second time it was just like, cool. Like, again, so that that's where my feelings lie on the matter. <laughs> Um, Cool. Number three, we got um, Keith Lee breaks Adam Cole's record 403 day reigns as NXT champion at the Great American Bash or Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair become the first black women to battle in a WrestleMania main event. Pretty sure I know everyone's answer on this one, too, but we'll start with you on this one, Jeremiah. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I know this. I mean, I guess it's not going to be the same for everyone, but it, it is a pretty predictable thing. I, I, I think you know what it would be. And it's, I mean, you can't beat their, you can't be the fact that they're African American ladies, head, ladies headlining WrestleMania. Um, it's awesome that Keith Lee also broke that, that reign and became NXT champion as well. But there is no bigger stage than WrestleMania. So by, oh, by that fact alone uh, and, and the emotion, uh, the emotion behind that match at the, at the beginning, during, and at the end of the match alone uh, makes that the moment. Song, who, who, who would you pick here uh, as years between the two, the uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca at WrestleMania or Keith Lee breaking Adam Cole's 403-day reign? You see, for me, this is a, a little bit uh, tougher than it really should be because, you know, 403 days, that's a long time. Oh, yeah. And Adam Cole is probably arguably the best NXT champion ever, in my opinion. I mean, you got Finn Balor, who's the only two-time, but wait, Joe is two-time also, so going back there. But yeah, and then he also, when he won that, Keith Lee was also double champion because he was currently the North American champion when that match happened. So there's that. And then there's WrestleMania, though. And then the same thing we 
say about Roman Reigns now, I can say about Sasha Banks during her title run with um, the SmackDown Women Championship. <sighs> That's tough, but at the end of the day, WrestleMania will always trump. A match at WrestleMania is going to trump any other pay-per-view match. So I got to go Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Yeah, I mean, it's designed to, to set up to be like, you know, like the, the grand finale or at least kind of like the closing, you know, the year right. in some respects. So, uh, you know, it is. I also, too, because I legit talk about her as one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, you know how sometimes you just see people, you, you watch them perform for the first time and you're like, I like this one. Like, this one's mine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm rooting for mm-hmm. him every time. Bianca B- Belair is my girl. I think it was one of the – it was a very early pay-per-view we were watching. It was when we had just first met Jeremiah and, like, he had us over at the house. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being I like, remember that, yeah. she is dope. I was like, I don't yeah. know who this girl is, but she is <laughs> unbelievably talented. She yeah. She's earned everything she, she, she's gotten. And, I, again, it, it doesn't matter what the other category is because it's coming out on top. So I, And I love Sasha Banks. But Bianca, she is the EST. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Definitely. Right. Definitely agree. Well spoken. Uh, so we got number four. Edge wins 2021 Men's Royal Rumble and becomes the third person to ever win from the number one spot. Or Kevin Owens stuns Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Kind of a Sophie's choice on that one, too. I'm not going to lie. That is that is a tricky one. Uh, I guess we'll start with Song on this one. Who would, right. who would you pick? Okay, for me, this is pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Everything I said about Pat McAfee, I can't say about Logan Paul being in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> you said you so, cannot, right? Cannot. I cannot. Okay, so, just making sure. Okay. Right, and then Ed's coming back from a you know, a year hiatus after he just came back from a 10-year hiatus to win the Royal Rumble. That's uh, a big deal. So I'll go with um, Edge winning the Rumble at the number one spot. Yeah. Yeah. I got to speak from the heart on that one too, because that one's close to mine uh, again, because I, I, I know at the risk of being biased, it was a Royal Rumble pick for me. I love it. But Edge's story is so fucking good. Like, and he still, he still sells a strong match on that. Yeah. Um, cool. But Jeremiah, a pearl, yeah, I picked the same thing because because Edge is a Pearl Jam fan. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool it. too. That's, that's all it, it was. That's all it was. <laughs> that being said, no. that being said, who doesn't love Ko? Fucking run, doing right? Stuff. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong. Ko is my dude too. <laughs> right. The you know what I mean? Ko is fantastic, but come on, man, it's fucking looking Paul, man. Get off my TV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't need that. We don't even need mention of him, even if yeah. it is him. <laughs> yeah, this this <laughs> one. This this category to me was the most imbalanced out of the ones that you've said so yeah, far. I agree. Because, yeah, yeah. because to me, Edge's story of never thinking you're going to wrestle again to coming back, getting injured again and coming back, just like Song said, it, I mean, there's no comparison. KO's, it's not fair to make KO a jobber in this situation, frankly. KO's going to has stunned so many people already excellently and will stun so many other people excellently that he'll have his moment again. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right, we got five, uh, number five out of eight. We're still almost there. Uh, Sasha Banks wins the SmackDown Women's Champion at Hell in a Cell. Or Randy Orton sets the fiend on fire at TLC. Uh, Jeremiah, which which would you pick between those two? So I, I know that it was Randy Orton sets the fiend on fire, and you said it was Sasha winning the uh, title. And that was yeah. from from Bailey, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, uh, I believe yes. right. So okay, so simply put, with this one, I will say. Yeah, I'll go for the most shocking moment here, which is going to be uh, the Fiend getting caught on fire. It was an awesome moment when when you know Sasha won the belt from Bailey at Hell in a Cell, um, but 
to be honest with you, when you first said it, I had to think who was it she won it from. Yeah, but, I did but, confirm it. It was Bailey. It was right. I, Bailey. But that's what I'm saying is I had to think for a minute about that. Whereas with with Randy Orton versus the Fiend, uh, even though like I, I I can't you know where's the Fiend now? Like you know what's going on with the Fiend now? Where it's gone to? It's really materialized into nothing. But that moment was was pretty cool. I didn't yeah. like what they did with it, but I, I I'll go for that moment as far as being a moment it was the bigger moment yeah very cool no very cool um song which would you which would you pick between those sasha banks winning the smackdown women's championship at hell in a cell or randy orton sets the fiend on fire at tlc for me it would it, it's i got a bias towards sasha banks anyway so um i think it's the sasha banks moment i mean leading up to the hell in the cell match here you know they had a, a year worth of storytelling between her and bailey they won tag team title they were the tag team women t- champion together and then uh, at one point Sasha wanted to be double champion too so she won the raw title and they were both double champ and then the heel then the turn on each other and then then leading up to the match there was this uh, thing where like Sasha can't win the big one she always loses in pay-per-views or she'll win the title and then just drop it the next day or something like that so I think that was a big moment for her. So mm-hmm. I'll go with uh, Sasha Bank winning the title off Bailey. Finally, well, we disagree. Yeah. Well, you know how much I love Bailey. You're the I also know how much I've said that Bailey needs to lose sometimes. So I think I'll go with Sasha and Bailey on that one. Um, cool. Uh, then we got match number six. Undertaker celebrates his 30th anniversary and gives his final farewell. Or Bobby Lashley wins WWE Championship for the first time. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeremiah, which one? Which which one would you go with here? Hmm. I'm wondering how y'all are gonna feel about this. I am gonna have to go with Bobby Lashley winning the title for the first time, and the reason for that is is because while it's possibly take away from anything that the Undertaker has done throughout his long and storied career. I feel like there have been so many times where he has kind of hinted that he hung up the boots, like the Roman match at WrestleMania comes to mind first and foremost. Um, It lessened the impact of what he actually did. And I hate to say that because I love The Undertaker and I don't even want to disrespect The Undertaker because he's The Undertaker. But um, but for me, like Bobby Lashley winning that title for the first time, he's one of those guys that has been to WWE, been away from WWE. He was like recognized. He kind of got hit. You know what I'm saying? He got recognized for the talent that he is away from from WWE came back and. I'll be honest, when he came back, it didn't look like they were going to do anything with him this time either. I, I would have, like, if you asked me, like, probably a year and a half or two years ago, I would have said he's probably going to end up getting released again because they were doing nothing with him. Yeah. You know? They really yeah. weren't. You know, they were, I mean, he, he's had a couple of good things here and there, but the whole Hurt Business thing, really, just that alignment with MVP has been golden for him. And, and I think it's a big deal for him to have finally won the big one. You know what I mean? So I think him getting that moment for the first time was, was awesome. Fine. Some, what, uh, which would you choose between the undertaker's last ride here or Bobby Lashley winning the uh, WWE championship? Um, total agreement with Jeremiah and with um like taker having so many fake retirement situations, you know, it almost feels like when Brett Favre, Brett Favre last couple of years with the Packers, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if I'm coming back. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if I'm coming back. And then the team just move away from you. At this point, I just feel like maybe the WWF, they're like, you know what, just stay retired. Yeah, we don't want that's Goldberg. accurate. Because I was a yeah. Favre fan from way back when. And yeah. his whole thing we, we, we don't want Goldberg. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, they're like, we don't want Goldberg to kill you. 
like we yeah. almost did. Um, and then, both, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be the, the, you know, you might kill two birds with one stone on that one. No more Goldberg <laughs> and Undertaker officially retire. Yeah, the match should have never happened. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, ne- that's being negative, so let's not yeah, go no, there. Um, <laughs> with all that a dark, said, too. Like, I, I, I'm totally oblivious because I'm not even a sports fan. I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I'm not even Ryder. I'm not even big on it myself, but I, it's like, I just kind of have my favorites and that's about it. Yeah. But with that said, like Bobby Lashley, title run, I mean, title win is a big deal. It's a huge yeah. deal, given the fact that this company hasn't always treated the uh, black athlete that well. Right. I mean, for, for fuck's sake, they stuck him in the storyline with Rusev and his wife and made him like, you know, cuckold Rusev. That's right. It's, that's right. That's one of the terrible right. things he was involved the, in. Why would they do that? And then I thought that I thought that storyline would have killed his career. And I think, like you said, um, teaming up with MVP was his, own, his saving grace in WWF. He became more of that monster. I mean, he's a physical specimen who should be portrayed as a monster. Mm. So oh, yeah. that win, that 16-year journey that they, you know, described leading up to it. His story is very similar to, you know, the one told for Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. And it's a story that, you know, will always sell for anybody. So my moment is Bobby Lashley winning it. They need home. to use him in more like Goliath-like matches because I know they've had Agreed. a few of those Agreed. and they're Dude. always his best ones, it, it, you know, because they're giants. <laughs> if he doesn't get his match that he's wanted with Brock Lesnar for so long after this one... Uh. Dude, add it to the list of bizarre shit that they never did at WWE that they just (laughs) didn't capitalize on, even though they could have. And, you know, it's probably like, you know, if if anybody like work was working for the WWE ever would listen to this, they'd probably be like, well, you just don't understand the inner workings or whatever. But I don't (laughs) care, dude. When you have Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan there at the same time, you would let them headline WrestleMania. When you have have Bobby Lashley as the world champion and, and Brock Lesnar on speed dial, you make that match happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. Summer you can make them both interesting, honestly. Like, right. Like, like, yeah. right. And then you bring, and then like you you spin that off of Brock Lesnar and then roll back around to Brock and Roman Reigns with, yeah. the, with the craziness of uh, Paul Heyman. Which side is he going to be on? It's just like, if, if that doesn't happen, I'm, I'm getting off the SP thing. Let's, no, I let's stop. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying, it's, it just yeah. added to one of those things. Yeah, I, I, you guys are talking about, you know, all these great Lashley matches that should be happening with him portrayed as a, as a, as a giant and a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Him and Braun, him and Lesnar, him and any huge dude. Yeah, just that you can get. He, they need kind of, they, he would also benefit from some sort of Heyman run, but not like as a heel, like keep him as a face. Like he needs his own kind of manager, I feel like, to help kind of bump that person personality with it like some sort of but but have him do a strong face run with that like don't have him go heel to do it i just think he needs some sort of manager personality with him because i do think he is good you're talking about who uh with uh with lashley Lashley. oh well he's got mvp kind of that's true i do like mvp but i think you need someone still with like a little bit of a bigger person uh okay gotcha gotcha gotcha. yeah like 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 just specifically yeah well like a a face man to be there with them because i'm down i i like that team up because they're both talented folks but i think you you want to see him make a face turn yeah pretty much yeah yeah 
honestly, that's where it is. But I think part of the problem is because I think he is a talented wrestler, but I do think he does struggle from what a lot of them do, where there's not necessarily a lot of personality, or at least they haven't developed it. Exactly. Yeah. They just haven't developed it. But either way, I digress as well. Oddly enough, I think I do have to still go with Undertaker. I feel Mm -hmm. like it is kind of a weird slant here, but I will say this. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He he is one of those guys that does transcend wrestling a little bit. He's so well known that even the most casual observer of wrestler, like that was the day on Facebook, I knew any of my friends who may have had the slightest connection to wrestling at any point. Because you watched like a lot of it. Yes, I do agree. We're like, I thought Undertaker's done this before. Like, yeah, it's his last, 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 last ride. And honestly, who knows? He might come back again. Uh, It better be against Sting or Bust. Yeah, if it does, if it's not him and Sting, I don't want to hear it though. Like, don't build it up, don't tease it, don't, don't, don't Disney Plus uh, 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 subvert my expectations here for things you've set up. Right. right. <laughs> but, uh, but it was still, I think, like a good moment, and and I think to me that's also something that speaks to me a little bit closer to home. But congrats to Bobby Lashley because, like you guys said, we we've even given him a hard time behind the scenes of just he's yeah. had to deal with some stupid storylines that who cares. <laughs> but I I am glad that somebody would pick Undertaker because I don't want to take away from his legacy and obviously obviously it is and it's a lot of the Undertaker thing is circumstance too. Mm-hmm. It it was he, he he decided to go out during the pandemic. You know, so it wasn't like a, a regular match could be had. His last thing was with AJ, which was critically well received mm-hmm. um, as as a uh, theatrical what, match. Theatrical match, but you know, if, it would have been more spectacular if his farewell wasn't theatrical match and then a mini series. Yeah, you know, that's a weird way yeah. for a wrestler to go out. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. All right, we got the second to last one here. Match number seven. Bailey turns on Sasha Banks or Bad Bunny teams with Damian Priest at WrestleMania and unveils a Bunny Destroyer. Uh, Song, we'll start with you on this one. Which one are you going with? Well, as much as I love Sasha Banks and anything she does, um, even in The Mandalorian, um, <laughs> I'm going with the Bad Bunny here because it was unexpected. I mean, the, the Canadian destroyer, Morrison was doing most of the work there, mm. but the fact that he was able to execute without injuring anybody was, you know, a testament to itself. And then he went in there and, you know, we said, I always, you know, I praise Pat McAfee and what he did and everything I said about McAfee applies to Bad Bunny here. So mm. my pick is Bad Bunny at WrestleMania. Rock on. I respect that. Jeremiah, what do you got for your choice here? So the first thing was, uh, was what again? Uh, Bailey turning on Sasha Banks, and then you got the bad ba- bunny teams with Damian Priest at WrestleMania and the Bunny Destroyer. Yeah, I mean, I'll just yeah keep this one short and sweet, and kind of agree with Song here that usually uh, a person from Hollywood coming to do a match in WWE is a terrible thing that that fans don't look forward to at all, and it, it's just something to sigh about. It, it actually makes us mad, right? But yeah, this dude, this dude. Like, I love it because I've seen Bad Bunny go on uh, other shows with, like, Saturday Night Live with the 24-7 title. He's, I've seen him in interviews on shows where they're interviewing him about, you know, his, his music career. And then they kind of like, and oh, yeah, you're doing this thing with the WWE. And they kind of like are, are poking at it. But he's like, no, this is like one of the things I'm most proud of. Oh, yeah. And, and dude, that to me is like, all right, you won me over. It's like, because 
you are a you are a legit fan and you gave it your all so i mean enough said like that moment surprised everybody as fans he really knocked it out of the park they've really flipped the script on that a little bit too i feel like a lot more of the crossovers and cameos and promotions are, are working yeah oh yeah between between you know arrow and and uh um uh gold uh was it gold dust uh uh yeah stardust, and, and, stardust. Yeah. Uh, stardust there we go i was like hold on i'm not right uh but no, arrow, david arquette <laughs> yeah did the david arquette thing exactly no, that's what i was gonna say i was like <laughs> I'd love to hate it because back in the day it was terrible, but I was like, they've kind of mastered it. Yeah. And it's for that reason, only if they're fans. And typically if they're asking to do it, they're fans. Right. So like, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, I, I think I will be boring on this one. I'm going to do Bailey on Sasha just because I've been waiting to happen that to happen so long. But mm-hmm. I, you've been waiting I, for I that deal turn for a long time, huh? <laughs> you know, hey, hey. somebody's got to talk about Bailey. Might as well be me. <laughs> yeah, definitely not taking anything away from that because that's storyline was a well played out and drawn out when they took their time with it they teased it a lot uh you need to give bailey something to be upset about she's been winning too long and it's boring (laughs) yeah all right but match number eight uh bianca belair wins the women's royal rumble sets record for the longest time spent in the match or the miz crashes in money in the bank and elimination chamber becomes the first two-time grand slam champion which you guys going with? Boy, that's uh, you know what? As much as I, <laughs> I hate the Miz, the guy is uh, I, I respect the hell out of him and his <laughs> uh, and his passion for the business. And if this was just like WWE rewarding him for being such a loyal employee all this time, give him another short title run before they have him drop it off the last league, that was well deserved. But Bianca Belair, man. <laughs> beyond Bianca <laughs> fucking Belair. I mean there isn't I mean so you already praised her there's nothing more I can say so I'll just go with Bianca winning the Rumble oh definitely Jeremiah what you going with yeah Bianca winning the Rumble led to the Mania match that we picked earlier so I gotta go with that one and I I also agree with uh with with song even though I'm not a hater of the Miz like song uh, I, I, I song song will actually tell you during Miz's first run that I was a fan, and he was like, "I don't even know if yeah. I can be friends with you anymore." I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't hate him, but I it, I'm warming up to him. There's some, I think he's kind of got a little bit of an off-putting personality too. Well, he, he had the stigma of coming from a MTV reality world, show yeah. going against him the whole time. Oh, too. that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so are you going with Bianca then, or are you going with Miz? No, I got to go with Bianca, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that moment, you know, led to the, the bigger mania moment. So, yeah, I think you got to go with Bianca. That was a I, – I, I, and plus, I'm a huge Rumble fan anyway. So, anything yeah. connected to the Rumble is probably going to get an automatic boost for me as well. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. That was, like, the day I had gotten my COVID, like, diagnosis. That's too. right. I'm already, like <laughs> – Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, I was, like, I was like, well, can't join y'all, but I will be watching. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> but uh but goddamn i mean i teared up because you watch her tear up and you're yeah. just like girl her you parents teared up yeah i mean for again i know we you know just because we like to still give them a hard time because you know they've earned that it was an industry that didn't do well with women and didn't do well with people of color and she's both and on top of that she is so cool to watch yeah. like it yeah, is it fun. is the kind of thing if you're a dad taking your daughter to get into wrestling or your kid or whoever, whatever. And you're just like, watch this. You know, it's, it's the, <laughs> it's the dark Knight returns moment where yeah. that cop says the other guy's like, Oh, you're in for a show. Like get ready for this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, so, yeah. Whoever's listening, 
we definitely want to hear your opinion too on each and every one of these. If you want to hit us up, we'll, of course, our information is at the end of the show. We'd love to hear what your opinion is on those SB uh, awards. Uh, yeah, just go back and listen and let us know what you think. All right, awesome. Well, guys, if you like the show, please, by all means, however you do listen to us, uh, reach out, give us a like, hit the bell, hit the, the like icon, tell your friends, write it on the bathroom wall. doesn't really matter. Just let them know about us here at Pin the Champ. You guys have a great night. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.